It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com earnings right now. NetSuite.com earnings. It feels like deja vu all over again. For the second time in about three months, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals heard oral arguments about the legality of President Trump's travel ban. And this hearing was much like the one last week at the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. Once again, the question was whether the ban was motivated by religious prejudice against Muslims or national security concerns. Trump's past rhetoric about Muslims was a key concern for the Ninth Circuit judges at the Seattle hearing. Judge Michael Hawkins asked whether Trump has ever disavowed his campaign statements. Has he ever stood up and said, I said before I wanted to ban all members of the Islamic faith from entering the United States of America? I was wrong. Well, last week, Fourth Circuit Judge Robert King answered that question during the oral arguments in Virginia. He's never repudiated what he said about the Muslim ban. It's still on his website. Bloomberg News legal reporter Carter K. Morota was at the hearings and joins us now. She, he's written about it. Carter K., what were the basic arguments on both sides? The, uh, the plaintiffs from uh, the state of Hawaii in the Ninth Circuit made fundamentally the same arguments that have been made for the last couple of months, that the rhetoric from the campaign um, is indisputable. There's, there's no way to interpret the call for a Muslim ban any other way that this executive order, the first one, the second one, where they got rid of all the religious context, is in fact um, discriminatory on religious grounds. It's a violation of the First Amendment's uh, rights to religious freedom. The Justice Department continues to argue that like, this is the president who has privilege to, uh, to determine immigration policy uh, as he sees fit. On If that means that certain nationalities are not allowed to enter the country for a certain period of time, uh, he has that absolute right. Further, the Supreme Court has stated that campaign rhetoric shouldn't be admissible as evidence. Um, so that back and forth continued. Uh, how they'll rule is still a question. That is a, a big question. And at the same time, the Fourth Circuit ruling is out there. We're talking to Bloomberg News legal reporter Carter K. Marotra, who was at the hearing of the Ninth Circuit yesterday, the second hearing over President Trump's travel ban. Carter K., Judge Michael Hawkins asked at one point whether Trump has ever disavowed his campaign statements about Muslims. What was the response of the Solicitor General, or the acting Deputy Solicitor General? The response was that it doesn't matter. The response was that, um, A, the campaign comments are completely irrelevant. Um, this president um, has, uh, has the country's national security in mind. Um, he's wearing a different hat. Um, so it's well within his right to make policy that um, – is in the interest of national security and that uh, as long as the document itself isn't unconstitutional, then none of those comments, uh, whether avowed or disavowed, really matter at this point. 
And Carter Kay, how satisfied did the, the three judges on the panel uh, appear to be with that answer? That is a good question. That's sort of the, the $64,000 question we're all waiting for an answer on, uh, which will be determined by their, their ruling. Um, it was followed by multiple questions for both the plaintiff and, uh, and the Justice Department over uh, exactly what those comments were. And further, um, what has the president said since becoming, since inauguration, uh, about the travel ban and um, religious minorities and his affinity for uh, Christian immigrants. Uh, that was sort of a point of emphasis as well that that offered a bit of insight that perhaps this logic isn't going to be enough. When the acting Solicitor General Jeffrey Wall said that Supreme Court precedent was against the judges second-guessing the president's, quote, national security determinations that they're sort of ill-equipped to do, one of the judges brought up the infamous case in which Japanese Americans were interned during World War II. What was the response there? Uh, the Justice Department was, was adamant in stating that this is not Korematsu. Uh, the, the case you're talking about, that if this was an, in, an instance of internment, the Justice Department wouldn't be representing um, this case. Uh, this particular attorney would not uh, support it. Uh, the government does not support that kind of behavior. They uh, immediately distance themselves from any notion that this is anywhere close to um, Japanese internment. Carter Kay, what options are on the table for the Ninth Circuit? They could, of course, uphold the travel ban, but if they if they strike it down, are there narrower and broader ways they could rule? There's a couple different scenarios. Uh, one, you can look at the Fourth Circuit and see how the Maryland judge there, the district judge, ruled. Uh, he only banned a portion of uh, the second travel ban. That was a six-nation ban, while the refugees... Um, policy and the ability to research um, immigration policy is still intact uh, in the executive order. So the Ninth Circuit could do something like that, a partial uh, repudiation of the order where they say, look, the six-nation ban is in fact uh, discriminatory, but look, the Justice Department needs the power to research its policies and the refugee ban um, is is valid. Um, the other, um, what experts see as the more likely option is, as you said, the Ninth Circuit upholds uh, the district court's order and uh, the travel ban remains uh, enjoined from enforcement. Sometimes you get a feeling in these arguments about which way the judges are likely to go. Sometimes that feeling is yeah. wrong. But did you get any feeling in this in this case as to uh, whether they were being tougher on one side than the other or which way it might go? The first time around in February when we were talking about the first travel ban, it was pretty clear uh, that the ruling was either going to be of uh, the three-judge panel, it would either be two to one or three nothing in favor of um, extending the, the temporary restraining order at the time. This is a lot harder to read because the judges were um, had some pretty tough questions for both sides. Further, the Justice Department was far better prepared to argue this case uh, this time around. Uh, they'd done their homework. They've had weeks, months to prepare for this litigation, whereas in the initial ban, everything unfolded within days, and there was a ton of turnover among the U.S. attorneys who were handling the case. Uh, it, it's pretty hard to handicap this one, but 
the case being before the Ninth Circuit, a uh, historically liberal court. All three of these judges were Democratic appointees by Bill Clinton. Um, most experts believe that uh, the Ninth Circuit will rule to uh, continue to ban the travel ban. Well, and also uh, President Trump has said such lovely things about the Ninth Circuit. I'm sure right. that they're endeared to him. But um, thank you so much. And we will have to, of course, see whether the Ninth Circuit ruling is in conflict with the Fourth Circuit ruling, which would set this up perhaps for a Supreme Court review. Thanks for being with us here on Bloomberg Law and for your reporting. That's Kartike Marotra, who is a Bloomberg News legal reporter and wrote about this story for Bloomberg. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.